Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on why people are so mad these days and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Hey, Jules, man, I can't wait to chop it up with you. Welcome back to the show, brother. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man, dude, I, I heard the show, man. You did your thing. Some things to take care of, such as life. But, but man. Yeah, glad to be back on here, man. It's it's it's, it's been been a couple weeks. I I didn't want because that that was the first show we haven't done together, man. But I just had in that moment, I was like, dude, there was so much going on. I was like, man, we need a voice out here. Right. You know what I mean? And, right. And I'm and I'm glad that you were okay with me just going on and and representing. Shout out to the audience, Jules. I think I told you this. We received over three hundred and ninety two emails. You know, I personally challenged a lot of people, and, and it definitely seemed like people, uh, they answered the challenge. Yeah, they, and, did. Uh, they did. That, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a beautiful thing, Jules. Yes, sir, man. It goes to show you, man, people care. They care. They care. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't like what they see, they seen, but also they come with some solution of what they can do to help and stuff. I mean, can't ask for more than that, man. And then to think about his jewels, I had to pay somebody to go through all those emails because I didn't have time to go through 300 emails. But so <laughs> I got an intern Damn. that I that I hired to, okay. to go through everything. And then, you know, they've been calling me and, and you know asking for, you know, hey, what's this organization? This person lives in this area. So I tell you one thing, man, it, it's been humbling to just hear people not just want to throw money at it, but they're like, hey, where can I go to like make an impact? Can I go speak to the kids like Jules that's the kind of stuff that you and I talk about all the time it's the reason why we do this show it's not just for us to get on this microphone and just talk at people but it's like man we know that like our voices have power like we're two uh-huh. black men that came from inner city that have done well in life and I feel like we are a beacon of light to a generation of kids that sometimes don't think that there's opportunities out there for them and I always tell kids I, I was you at one point in life Mm-hmm. Jules, you heard what I had to say on the show. I was that kid that got into a lot of dumb shit. Well, because I was a bad kid, it's just, I don't know. I just didn't have my shit together for a little while there, right? You you remember some of the challenges I went through, but sometimes it takes some people a little later <laughs> to figure things out. That was me. And no one gave up you. on me. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Sometimes, right, all of, all of us are not... Uh, uh, born in a uh, in a way where, or grew up in a way where, 
we have it all together. Somebody's always there to show you, show you the ropes or show you the route or teach or whatever. Sometimes you you're going to do things that mess up and you know go astray. But uh, nobody gives up, and you know you 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 have there who always just there to mentor you or teach you or like no you know young blood not this way that way whatever the case may be. You have that that person you like to to do that. Right now, some of these kids just need that person to, to show them a way. That's all. But they also need to to hear it and adhere to it, and you know, to 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 understand that. So it's you yep. know, there's validity on, on both sides, and it's just right now some of these kids are lost, and they need to find a way. And then, and then, like you said, with the with the organizations and people chiming in hitting us up on the email to say, hey, what can we do? Because, yeah, uh, we, we we cannot keep that, that 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 energy cannot keep going for this summer and the next summer and, and, and future summers. No, no, we got to nip it in the bud. We got to address it. Okay, wh- what can we do to, to like, help these kids out? Show them the way. Because this is, that, man, prayers, that's more definitely, we can't, we can't keep happening. We can't, we, I don't want to no. see that again, man. no. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, I didn't like it. And you, you heard my tone in that episode. I was not happy right. to see that because, again, you play into the hands of people when you act that way, right? And mm-hmm. we, we had yes. a session. You know, you know what I mean, Jules? You play right into the hands of the people that mm-hmm. think that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Right. We had a session recently with uh, the kids in the program that I work with, and you know, we went around and we just said, "Hey." Um, what were your thoughts on that? A lot of the kids were honest. They were like, well, a couple years ago, that would have been us out there. And that's why I asked the question. I opened it up because I'm like, would you guys, you know, if somebody would have hit you up on social media and said, hey, let's go downtown, we're going to take over the city, would you have gone? And a, and a majority of them said at a certain time in their lives, they would have. And these are good kids, man. I mean, for the most part, I mean, you still got a couple kids that need a little redirection every once in a while, but you know, whatever. Right. The right. point of saying that though is that was their mentality. And what do you think changed with their mentality, Jules? Is that they got with people that helped them to refocus in life. Right. That poured mm-hmm. into them. Mm-hmm. If you have a situation where you just leave people with their own devices, the fuck you think gonna happen, bro? If I didn't get connected with mentors in sports, and you remember how fucking hyper and I couldn't focus, couldn't pay attention, that shit just leads to negativity, bro. It's so easy to connect to negativity, man, when you're not connected to nothing. We talk about that type of stuff all the time. We got to get these right. kids connected to something, man. Yeah, man. That dude, you said it all right there, man. It's just getting with the right people and getting just getting positive feedback and, and, and positive role models to just uh, show these kids the way, cause not all of them, not all, of them, all wasn't you know bad or anything like that. It's just like you said, that energy, just what to do. They they're young, they're vibrant. They wanted to go out and you know just enjoy, it, but you know we got to channel, it, we got to channel, way. we got to channel it in different ways. That's I know you were going through some things personally that I didn't disclose to the audience because I just felt like that wasn't my place. But man, I'm just glad that you're back. Oh man, just man, just day by day, man. I. I just, uh, man, I'm just, just, just did, you know, we talk about suicide and uh, plenty of times on the show and, and a good friend of mine who, who I know for years, over 10 years, who, you know, committed suicide and it just 
just hit me like a ton of bricks because I would never, never thought he would have done what he did. And, and um, man, I'm just, just staying prayerful, man. Man, thanks for the support always. Uh, man, a good, I got good support, uh, family and circle where, hey, amen. I know I can reach out to, to you and, you know, anytime and stuff and just, man, I just living, brother, man. I, I, I thank God that, I thank God that I, I'm a man. I, I just thank God that I'm just a, a God-fearing type person. And I know that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I'll, I'll be okay, man. It's just one of them things where you, you know, go through the grieving and yep. trying to understand why and just, yep. eh, man. It's, it's but, a process, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, man, dude, I, I'm just living, man. I'm just staying, staying busy, man, just working and just. <laughs> like I said, I'm doing with stuff right now. <laughs> Try to get this raccoon out the attic. <laughs> There's always something with these houses, ain't it? <laughs> Dude, I'm just, you know, life just keeps going, man. So, you know, it's one of the things like, hey, we'll deal with it. We'll keep moving on. We, you know, you know, memories and stuff and just, ah, oh, press, <laughs> you know, just his life, man. But I tell you one thing, Jules, man. This is why I cherish doing this show with you, man. And I actually really did miss like not having you on the show last week because I was just like, man, I was. It felt strange, right? Because you know, with a sports show, it is different where you can record by yourself and, and not feel different. But this is the first time in this show's exception that you weren't on with me, and I was like, man, I kind of, I kind of felt that void, man. I was like, man, I don't ever want to do this show again when I'm a man. It's because mm -hmm. I just missed that. I just miss that dialogue. I miss that time that we get to have together, man, because to your point, man, about your partner, life is short, man, and we don't know what tomorrow will bring, right? And I like having these dialogues, man, because not only do we get to chop it up about important things that are happening to our community, but I get a chance to catch up with you, man, and I, and I appreciate this time. So for me, when you told me about your loss, man, it put things in perspective for me of like, man, dude, I said, Man, I don't even get to hang out with my boy like that, man. The only thing we really have to keep us tied together is the pod. And that's why, man, this thing right. is so important, not just for the community, man, but I think also for us, man. I, I just love having this time. So just man, you 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 held it down, man. But dude, you're right, man, because I know we both open busy man, but man, I be it's almost like I I I know what you're doing by listening to the pod. I'm listening to you over there, uh, the media and the, the DBE and all, man. What you do in the draft and stuff, dude. I'm listening to all, all of it. You having fun and you man, like 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 the beat reporter for uh, Illini. I said, man, you are everywhere. And I'm like, and I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, this dude is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he said there's a joke that there's a, a where's Waldo and everybody always said where's Prince. <laughs> oh, man. There'll be a, a picture that get taken of a moment and then you'll just see me somewhere in the corner of the picture just randomly. <laughs> right. You had Rita and I'm just like, ah, dog, you was just <laughs> out of town the day before. So. <laughs> <laughs> to that point. You know me, man. When I do something, man, I give him all. Whether it's pointing kids in our, in our community, whether it's coming on here to, on this platform and giving them all, or whether it's when I'm covering a team, you know, and, and trying to get information out there to the fan bases, man. You know, everything I do, I do it to the best of my abilities, and I don't take these opportunities for granted, man. I think one of the things that I've noticed with some of the other people in the media space, man, is that they don't embrace the grind. Bro, I wake up so fired up, man, when I have to cover an event. Ooh. 
You know what I mean? And that's how you know you're doing something, man, that you should be doing. And I implore anybody that's listening to this show right now, find you something that when you get up, it's, it's not a fucking, you're not dragging your ass out of bed because you fucking hate having to do it. Find you something that you so fired up for the night before you can't sleep because you're so excited to do it. That's what I want people to vote for. Man. Life's too short. Man, that's what's up right there, Prez. Man. That's what's up there. And you and you said, man, they just like, hey man, this ain't work if you love it. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, now my primary shit, that's work like a motherfucker, man. That's work like a motherfucker. But what I'm doing on the media side, bro, mm-hmm. and KC, like like me and Joey was talking about, mm-hmm. bro, I loved every second of that. Every second of it. Oh, In fact, I had like a really rough day work-wise yesterday, man, but I was thinking back to some of the interviews and stuff that I did at the draft, and I'm like, bro, this is the same thing that I used to watch on TV as a kid. And this is why you can't stop dreaming, man. I'm a 43-year-old black man that never thought I'll be covering an NFL draft. I just want people to just hear that. Amazing. Amazing. A, a kid from the south side of Chicago who grew up loving sports, man, did not even know that that was even possible for us to be able to do that. And I did that. And, Jules, you know I'm not a type of bragger. And right, I'm, I'm right. A very laid-back person, man, but that shit humbled me, bro, because I didn't even think that I would even be there. You know I'm a very goal-oriented person, man, but to have that moment, bro, man, it's surreal. <laughs> It's, it's it's amazing and uh, right and that's why i brought it up because you hey listen you you don't you don't broadcast or, or publicize things but but i'm happy for you it made me want to boast about it you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you do it you know i said that's my guy man you know at the draft that yes. i mean that's amazing man i'm I, I, man I'm, I'm happy for you bro and you know what, Jules, man, and I always say this, and I was even telling Doug this about you, too, um, when, I, when I was down there. I said, you know, I heard from two people. You know, a lot of people hit me up, but I heard from two people specifically, man, and it meant a lot to me. And that was you and my buddy Rick. You may not remember him. But both of you guys, man, sent me some messages, man, that really encouraged me. And, you know, I'm going to grind regardless. But sometimes, man, when people give you a word, man, it just, it do something for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank both of you guys, man, because when you have people that not talk is cheap, right? People could say, oh, I'm proud of you. People could uh-huh. say, I'm in your corner. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that this man here on this show with me, this man rides with me. He's over here telling you guys how he's listening to other platforms that I'm on. I, we just mm-hmm. re- released that episode yesterday. My man already listened yeah. to it. That goes to show you that's support. And it goes right back to him as well. See, that's a brotherhood. And what I want people to take from this conversation is, this is me and my guy here just having a conversation. This is just from the heart. And I want people out here to just think about that. Now, today's show, Jules, we're going to talk about why people are so mad in the world today. But I want you guys to take a look at the fact of why do you think people are that way? What changed? I think, in my opinion, Jules, is that people stopped caring for each other. People stopped having regard for one another. People started looking at people with contempt. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I, brotherhood, you happy for me, I'm happy for you, man. If you need me, I'm there. Vice Mm -hmm. versa. Yes. But there's people out here in this world, they don't want to see the people around them grow and elevate. Why is that? 
it's almost like sometimes some people they're they're praying for your demise. They're praying for your downfall. People will build you up to watch you fucking tumble and fall down. Why is that? That's what we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show. But before we get there, Jules, we're going to tap into this listener letter because this listener letter this week, boy, it, it really hit me because it kind of encapsulated some of the things that I talked about on the episode last week. So I'm, I'm going to get into it. This letter from this week, Jules, comes up from Jamie. And Jamie, you know what I'm saying? And she put a whole little backstory on her story. I'm going to, for the sake of this argument, I mean, for the sake of this episode, Jules, I'm going to cut a little of her backstory short. But to sum okay. it up, She's a white woman in her 40s that grew up in the suburbs, grew up with a little bit of privilege, didn't live around a lot of diversity, didn't really have a lot of black friends when she was in grade school, high school, and, and, the, and, the, and you know, she didn't have a lot of black friends or, you know, people of color in her life through grade school and high school. However, she said that she went to college downstate Illinois, University of Illinois, and she said that was her first exposure to different type of cultures. So now, she said that she has friends of all walks of life. She said that she has been very upset, Jules, with the fact that she has friends in the African-American community specifically that she feels like they're just sitting idly by, not doing anything, while they're at the same time they're condemning what is going on in their communities. And she feels, as a white woman, she shouldn't be doing more work than what they're doing. So her basically situation is, Jules, one of her girlfriends of 20 plus years basically condemned the kids and said how they're all fuck ups and, and this and that. Meanwhile, she so Jamie said she invited Jules, the girlfriend, to one of her workshops where she was working with some kids, you know, different arts and crafts and things of that nature. And she said that her girlfriend has an artistic background. So you think about that, for instance, Jules, this woman is condemning she has this skill set. Why wouldn't she take some of her time and teach some of these kids some of the arts and crafts that she knows? Pour into them, right? So what Jamie is saying is her and her friend had a little bit of a, a blow-up type of argument, and now they're not speaking to each other. And this kind of ties in perfectly to our show, Jules, because this happens so common. I mean, I've gone through it personally with friends. I've gone through it, unfortunately, with family. And this show is going to be very personal for me because I just don't understand what's going on in this day and age that people can't have conflict without it just turning into uh, the end of a friendship or end of a family dynamic, you know? So Jules, in this situation here, yeah. Jamie is asking, was she in the room to challenge her black friend or do you think that she did the right thing? I don't know if if challenge is the, is, is, is the, is the word I would use if I was Jamie. You know, certain things. She was born in. I, listen, we we're not help who we was born in what situation, but she was born in the suburbs and good life, and you know, it's certain things that she wouldn't understand mm. without somebody who was born in on opposite end to 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 explain to her what's going on. Um, But sometimes, like Prez, that you brought up, you you mentor, and and there's a lot of cats that's in the neighborhood who, who have plenty to say, but don't put any action behind their words. It's the same like that. Now she have a, a black friend that 
really not doing anything far as to or her part or whatever um then she has the right to say hey, you know hey you know you you going on you understand what's going on and i think the people need to to hear from from someone like you i mean you can relate better than what than what she can you know people relate to to her friend better than what they can relate to uh jamie so i think a little push is what what jamie was jamie trying to do and i don't see I, me i don't see anything wrong with it take truth you know that's what that's what we we're there for for each other and if we see somebody or a family member or a friend that's you know it's not they have the potential to do something more greater uh i don't see nothing wrong with getting you know a good little push a little you know say something you know uh talk to uh talk to talk to or whatever and give a little push hey this is what i think you should do and this and that so i don't see anything uh I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, Jules, I actually, I'm right there with you on that. Jules, I'm actually right there with you on that. I honestly, when when this letter came over to us, I thought, I didn't really see it as a challenge. I thought it was more of a friend looking at her friend, like, where are you at, right? And I think that that's what I value about this friendship and other friendships that I have with people is that, they're not afraid to push back on me, right? If they think that I could be doing something differently, right. if they think that mm -hmm. I could be doing more or less of something, they're going to say something. And so, Jamie, I think it's you being a friend. You've known this person right. for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. And you're like, where are you at? You know, there's things that are going on right now that none of us are happy about. But instead of just sitting here complaining about it, I'm trying to do something. But like Jules said, these kids, they light up when they see someone that look like them. They light up. And that's not trying to take anything away from people of other races and things of that nature because you guys can help too. They they right. appreciate anybody right. that's pouring into them. Right. But it's it's different. For me, when I was a kid, when I saw a black man coming to at our school with a suit on, talking about, hey, I work for this company and this and that, and you can do this too. And I'm sitting here like, man, maybe he's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe he's right. Is it maybe right, man? Yeah, maybe you're right, sir. You look good in that suit. All right, man. Let me, let me get my, let me get my <laughs> what, shit together. What, what, I wonder what kind of suit it was. Probably from Burlington. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> no, my bad. No, you, no, you good. You know, you know me. I could, I could go with that flow. Um, but no, so I guess my point, though, Jamie, is I saw nothing wrong with it. I've tried to challenge people in my personal life. Jules knows how I operate and how I get down. Um, when we had the George Floyd and the civil unrest going on, Jules know I was having a lot of tough conversations with a lot of people in my life, right? And some people got it. Some people was like, hey, you know what? I'm still, I'm still learning. There's some things that I need to educate myself on, which is fine, right? And then there were some people that, you know, they just, for lack of better words, just didn't understand. It, and that's okay, right? But for me, I got to protect my energy. So, Jamie, what I would tell you is protect your energy. If you feel like you and this friend, the relationship's kind of hit a little bit of a toxic type of place, I'd say kind of let that thing simmer for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because if y'all really tight as friends, y'all will make y'all way back to each other. Jules and I have talked about right. that on this show a lot of times. 
he and I had a couple little things that could have fucking blew up and could have went to another place, but cooling hands prevail, right, Jules? So it's like one of those situations that was somebody's your brother, somebody's your sister, you know, you 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 remember you like, man, we tripping. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's sit down and talk. <laughs> right, right. And like you said, Press, it's like we can skip a beat, dude. You know, hell no, hell no. I, you know, we, you know, dude, we we we're family. Where it's to a point where you know, it's like it was, it was, it was, even if there was a miscommunication, mis a misconception, for the case, it's like yeah, what? Oh, okay, what? Uh, okay, this is what I meant. Oh, this is what you? Okay, dude, all right, whatever, man. Yeah, what about the draft? You know, with the yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, which, which, by the way, which, by the way, which, by the way, Hell yeah. man, oh, hey, hey, man. hey, man, we're, we're looking good this season. Oh, yeah. Ryan Poles did a great Dude. job, man. Did a great job. Wow. Man, I can't wait for, I can't wait for tra uh, training camp. Yeah, man. Well, we got rookie mini camp going on right now. And like you said, man, OTAs. And then when training camp comes, man, we get to see it all play out. But you, you, see, you see, I put your boy Dub on notice about his guy. Yeah, okay. with Money Moon. You yeah. see, he got that burner coming in, man. Yes, sir. Uh, dude, wow, tell me his name again. Uh, uh, Scott. Yes, yeah, Scott, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little nervous. Yeah, he, he definitely was because he, he know the writing on the wall for his guy because that bank was not open much. You know how Dub, you talking yeah. about some bank opening. Uh, and then, like you said, he's coming off an ankle injury, you know, broken ankle. And so, I mean, listen. We want we want everybody to do well, but we want the best out there, man. So represent Bears, man. We need to get back on get get back to that title, Mossway, man. That championship, man. We need to get back there. Yep, and I think we're we're gonna get there, man. Aaron Rodgers is finally out of the damn division and traded his weird ass to New York. Man, we got a shot. At it. We got a shot. Yeah, right. You know, we want you know Detroit up and coming. My Vikings are always the Vikings. So, but <laughs> dude, the moves that that polls made, yes, sir. Come on. Yes, sir. Hey, he was cooking, I'm, bro. I'm, I'm, he was yeah, cooking. right. And he was smart and free agency, right? He didn't overspend. I think they need to make probably make another move there to get us somebody like an edge rusher. I think we still need a move there. I don't right. know what we do in the center. I don't know if I trust either of the guys there. But, man, you can't look at this roster and poke at it too much because I look at it, I'm like, man, he's done a pretty damn good job. Mm -hmm. So, man, we shall definitely see. We should definitely see, man. We should see. <laughs> And I just think, too, Jules, in the spirit of just even that listener letter, when you look at what Joe Kim Noah recently announced that he was doing here in the city of Chicago, and it salutes to Joe Kim Noah, man. Joe Kim mm -hmm. Noah's not even from Chicago, right? He was born and raised in New York. But he planted seeds here in Chicago, played here, fell in love with Chicago. And, Jules, he's been doing so much for the inner city and now starting this basketball league up, man. When I saw that, I'm like, yes. This is the shit that we need. These are the things that we need to do for our youth. These are the type of opportunities that Jules and I have been talking about on this show since we've been doing this thing for the last two years. Dude, when he came out, I mean, what a, just a simple, you know, thing. Like, hey, one city, basketball league, because he felt like the city is divided, which it is. The whole world, the whole damn world is divided. So, one stop, one one town at a time, but you know a basketball tournament, and get a, get also involved with the twenty eight different violence prevention groups that we have in the city. Young men to come in and have a tournament, get prizes, but also, also you know there's there's chance for 
for uh for uh um uh, job opportunities resources mm-hmm. you know man dude this is press what like like we said earlier what else can what else can we ask for that's 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 dope that's dope it gives it gives kids opportunity it, it introduces them to, to basketball you know team building uh mm-hmm. discipline you know say so it's more than just going out there and just hooping you know it's a tournament so everybody rely on each everybody to everybody else to to hold their way to do their own to do their best but it builds it builds things it builds you know character and then with that you also get some knowledge on 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 jobs and, and trade or whatever, whatever the case may be man that's i mean that's excellent it also get, also get with the violence per, per permission group to to help curb some of the stuff that's going out here mm-hmm. man i man excellent excellent i i'm i'm I'm, I'm stoked, man. That's 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 good stuff, man. That's good stuff on Joe Kim and also the people around him who 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 thought of this. And I mean, I think it just we can't stop here, right? There's just another right. example of right. something we can do, but to the point of the listener letter that we got from Jamie. I mean, we all could do our part. And, and Jamie, I would ask you if you and your friend get back in good graces, let her listen to this show. Because I feel like your friend and her skill set, her talents. In whatever way she wants to share that, let her know that she's got a gift that she can share. Joe Kim Noah used a basketball. He used basketball, right. To give back. Mm-hmm. We all have something that we can do. Just think about that and try to figure out a way to pour that into somebody else. Because what Joe Kim Noah is doing, brother, he's a millionaire. He don't have to do this shit, but he cares. And he don't have right. to. And I feel like we should care. And that's why I was so fired up on the show last week, Jules, is because I heard so much chatter. And I'm sitting here like half the people that are running their mouths are doing a goddamn thing. Talk is cheap. Mm-hmm. It's easy to have an opinion. <laughs> we all got one. Right. But it's hard, it seems, for some people, Jules, to give a damn and to step up and actually do something. Man, that's and that's all it takes. Because uh, like you said, anybody can... Anybody can just say things and give an opinion, and that's it. You, you this and like you know, and that's it. The business as usual, but mm-hmm. when you put actions to it, when you come behind with the words, but you come behind it like, okay, I had enough of this. Enough is enough. Why don't I like Joe Kipnota? Example. Why don't I start a basketball thing? This dude been playing basketball since he can walk, and he knows basketball. So you know what? Let me introduce basketball, a basketball tournament to help with the with curb the curb the violence. A violence prevention, you know, type type basketball tournament. Where not only we just playing basketball, but we also teaching and giving out um um re- resources and job opportunities. Man. And if and if that's that's one person with the other violence prevention people, just think if you had that person over here or this person from this block or this neighborhood and everybody getting involved. I don't know, man, that's, that's big, man. That's big. And we need it. And we need it. So we sure do. Jules. <laughs> and I, I was going to say too, this isn't the first time that Joe Kim Noah stepped up in Chicago to done something. He, when he played here, he had the Noah's Ark foundation that he had here mm. and he used to do these peace basketball tournaments and I would go to those. And he okay. was all about trying to end gang violence, right? And he was looking for a way to try to be 
a solution, right? And we know that this stuff isn't going to happen overnight, but we got to at least try. We got to at least do our part. And it takes right. all. Like I said, Jules, in the last episode, I know some people that listen to the show like that, that I know personally, they hit me up and they were like, hey, man, I heard everything you had to say. But they're like, man, but I still feel like, why is it my responsibility? And I said, see, that's the wrong attitude to have. Mm-hmm. Because right. that's not the way I grew up. And I'm like, you did, obviously didn't listen to the story that I share where our neighbor invited us into her home for six months. That wasn't her problem, but she made it her problem. Mm-hmm. We need to get back to that type of ideology. Man. Hey, man. I, I wish no way. I know one thing. We wish nothing but the success, but let this be a spark for other people can look at this and say, hey, what can I do? When we were talking earlier about why this world is kind of falling off the track. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is for you and your standpoint, but for me, when I look at it, I think the pandemic really fucked up a lot of people, man. Yes. Now, I know the world was already a little, little sketch, but now, man, anytime I'm out in public, Jules, I try to get out of public as soon as I can because I don't want to deal with people and some of their stupidity and their ignorance because I don't want to pop off. I don't want to be that guy. But, man, it's a lot of stupidity that's going on. People are um, impatient. I'll tell you a story. I was just on a recent flight coming back from the draft. Now, you know how when you're deboarding, I'm second row on the plane, right? Nice. Why are people that ain't second row on the plane hovering over me to get off the plane? We Uh-oh. haven't even gotten to the gate. And I put Damn. my bag in the middle of the aisle. And this lady turned around looking at me and looking at my bag. And I see her looking at me. And I'm like, yeah, I can look back at you, too. What's up? And then she's like, oh, do you have a connected flight in? I said, no, but I'm minding my business. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're hovering over me. And she's like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. And then she moves up. You knew you were hovering over me anyway. What happened to having decency? Like, we all are on this plane. We're all going to get off. We're all going to be fine. I've had times where I've had connected flights so I was running a little late. I still didn't sit up here and stand and crowd over people. I see people, they don't help elderly people. I see people don't hold doors. People don't speak yeah. to people. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's road rage out here that's going on in a crazy clip. And I'm sorry, but I still am that guy. If I let you in and you don't fucking do the wave, oh, it burns me up. It burns <laughs> me up. It's it rude. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean, friends. I know what you mean. But, you know, cats like that, man, when they when I let them through and they don't wave, I, I give myself a wave. I'm like, well, thank you. You know, thank you, Jules, for, <laughs> you know, I just, you know, <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like Jules, you're like, Jules, thanks for being kind. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I give myself a little pet talk. <laughs> but what do you think it is, man? Because. I mean, you know, you realize that it's, it's just levels to it. Now, you got people out here that if you pull in their driveway to, like, do a reverse turn, oh, they shooting at you. Man, I, I that was crazy because that came up. It seemed like, uh, oh, Jesus, I forgot. The, but with the uh, with the young man, with the nine-year-old boy. Oh, yes. yes. But then it's like the next day or or it wasn't before then. I forgot, but you had the teenage girl or the young girl who got shot too and i'm just like you know because of course the media played both sides you know yeah. one was african-american family the other one was a white girl who got shot and it was a brother who had to shoot in new york yeah so you know the media had the oh okay well yeah we talked about the the the, the, the nine-year-old boy but what about this girl you know so 
but still, it's still bad. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the point. The damn the color, the race of the people. It's like why are we busting at people and they've just they're not they're not doing any harm to you. How many times we play ball? Ball, uh, ball go one and over into a neighbor's yard. We ain't think nothing of. It. We just go over there and get it. We try not to step on the grass because, yeah, people were real funny about the grass back in the days. You know, that was one of them things, you know, you was taught growing up, like, yeah, don't step on nobody's grass because they serious about it. And I had neighbors who were serious about their grass. But, I, you know, you no, know, getting off subject a little bit, but it, 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 man, it goes to show you some of the mindset that was going on with some of these people these days where you can just shoot somebody and then, you know, they're getting a basketball or, or they pulling your driveway. So why are people so upset? Man, I believe COVID, like you said, COVID is big. Like I said, the world was still jacked up, but man, when COVID hit, it it changed everything. No, it really did. Joe. It changed everything. It really did. Because I, I don't know if it's because people were cooped up, man, and people just, I don't know, man, just like developed like a, a hatred towards mm -hmm. others. I don't know what it is, man, but people's fuses are just like super quick. Oh, it's short. Oh, man, yeah. it's it's. We talk about, you know, people talk about those kids downtown. No, I mean, we talk about just people, people just in general. People in general, people, yeah. People in general just act. I mean, you have old, older older folks, young folks, middle-aged folks, just people just popping off. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. We're not a society like this. We and can, Jules, no. you, you made a great point because everybody made so much uproar about that situation, but they don't keep that same energy for all these mass shooters that pop up literally mm -hmm. All across the country. Yeah, you're right. Mass shootings. It, it, people just shooting off GP. Just uh, it's prison. No like regard. With yeah, no regard. it's just life is just just senseless. It's just it's just hey, you know what? Uh, you can be riding in on the on the on the e-way and something happened. Road rage. You you getting shot at because of somebody cut you off or you flip somebody off or you know whatever the case. Yeah, I, I believe COVID is a, a big part of it. Another thing I think also plays a big part, my wife was not was talking about it, social media. That's actually 100% true. Man, social media, you, you, I mean, it, it's, social media is that, that thing in the middle that, that, it's that thing that creates the division. Because you get people who think this way and get people who think that way and it's like, there's no compromise. It's like you either this way or that way. And it's right. like there's right. no compromise. There's no understanding. Like, oh, my views are this way. Oh, okay, cool. Here's how I look at things. Oh, okay. And that, and that's it. And it's like, or or if I'm if you say something and I and I say, like, oh, well, but what about if we look at it this way? He'd be like, okay, that's a good point. Or if you say something like, oh, what about if we go this way? You'd be like, no, because what about such such? But ah, oh, press, you know what? You're absolutely right. No, it's like no. I'm right over here, and I'm right over. Here. And there's no common ground. Nope. Man, man, COVID on with social media. Politicians that are just the heads of the state that just no good when you have hate speech. I mean, it's it's a all of the above with with, with all this, uh, you know. On why people, act, you know, some people act the way they do. I mean, God is not being talked about because God is love, and that's not being talked about. And you know, oh, I 
Chris, it's <laughs> brother. We we live in some unprecedented type times now, man. That's all I can say. You know, Jules, you hit on a couple things. Um, I want to kind of tackle them a little bit at a time here. I think social media, a hundred percent agree with you, man. Because, like you said, people have a difference of opinions. Mm-hmm. Is it new? <laughs> we, we've been right. debating right topics. For centuries, mm-hmm. right? But it's something about things now that just everything is being politicized, right? Everything is being magnified to the thousandth degree. And I don't know why that is. Now, anybody that knows me, they know I'm a socially conscious brother. That's just okay. who I am, right? I'm not going to apologize for that. However, just because I come across somebody that may not have as strong views that I, that I have on that, don't mean that I can't rock with you. You just need to understand the core of who you're dealing with. Those are my views. Right, <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Uh-huh. And, and I'm not right or wrong for the feeling the way that I feel. It's just that's who I am to my core. Mm-hmm. Now, what I will say is if the person has views that are hatred, racist, sexist, right. Right. all of the things that we know are wrong with this world, then what I would look at is you were wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. me, I just love my people and I love my community and I love where I came from. And I'll do anything in my power to help make my community great. Because I will say this, Jules. I know what we can be, man, when we put our minds to it. And I'm not just saying that just because I'm on this show. I know that our people can be great. Look at the examples of Black excellence in this world today. But I feel like the social media, especially for our youth, is leading to their demise. Mm-hmm. And I said that on the show last week. That, the music, it's a lot of things that social media has made people think that it's okay to do. Disrespecting people. Talking out of turn. Not respecting your elders. Right, right. What, 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 what are, I missed the memo on that because even as a grown man, I still sit to older people. Yes, sir. Mr. Right. Sir. Exactly. Uh-huh. Ma'am. So what happened? Did we did we miss some lessons here? Perez, I'm asking the same thing because it's like, where do we, why do we go against what was working, what was right? You know, you see stuff on, you see things on social media where, you know, schools, schools have no, have no control. Parents and community members are, you know, some uh, people in community are just, just ain't, it ain't just, it's not, it's not how we, it was, how we grew up, Perez. I'll just say that. No, it's and not the same. Not it's the not same. the same. And it's like, what? But why, but why is that? Right. What happened? Thank and, you. And is it design? Is it insidious? Like. Is it a plot? You know, like what? Remember when Obama was elected president? Okay, I had never felt prouder to be an American in that moment. Right, right. I remember being there with my mom. I was mm-hmm. proud because when I looked around, I just saw people just united for change and this optimism and hope. Mm-hmm. And then a few short years later. 
that turned into utter division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump comes in with his rhetoric and just immediately divided everybody. Now I know yeah. some people will sit here and they'll try to say, "Oh, you know, he was shaking the tree. He was he was he was shaking the trees, and he was you know trying to eliminate the status quo." Okay. No, what he did was divided. That was the first seed that was planted. Then you had the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then now during the pandemic, all everybody had was social media. So what the hell do you think was going on? Then right. you have George Floyd. The whole world's under fire. Man. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's just pro- sad because 2000, what was it, Obama? Two- he was 08. 08. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, as you're right. Yeah, 2008. So Obama, 2008. Look how far we've fallen. Yeah. Yeah. That was because it was a different time. You can, you, anybody who was, who can remember or, you know, from 08 to, he was in office from 08 to 16. Yep. Them years there were were different. It was like you said, it was more uniform. People were together in a way. You had some, of course, there's some knuckleheads, some hate stuff, you know, because of you know Obama's black and all in the White House. Okay, okay, not surprised. But like you said, when Trump got in office, and that and that social media and that George Floyd and covid it was a powder keg a recipe for disaster and, and and it seemed like that genie's out the box and man and it's a tough time getting them back in yeah and now you know what everybody is so on edge it's like if you're having a conversation that's why jules i try to stay to myself man you know me i'm a very social cat but uh-huh. nowadays right. i try not to get into some conversation with people because people will let their ignorance out and i'm the type of Dude. person bro Oh, right. I can't stand it. Dude, it's not even, I tell people it's not even worth getting in confrontation. It, you, you're not even trying to get into confrontation. You just no. let, it, and somebody might take it, take it, oh, you, you, you check me or you trying to one up on me or whatever case, whatever, whatever, you know, people use, whatever term. And probably be confrontation and maybe try to shoot you. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you can't take that chance. No, it ain't worth it. Ain't worth it. No. So I just try to say my I try to just stay to myself, bro. And honestly, man, in these different events that I'm in, I'm glad that I'm just covering sports events. I just stay in my lane. I focus on sports stuff. And these are just strange times. I mean, you have it now where, bro, the Barstool guy, which you already know how I feel oh. about them fucking people. Yeah. But yeah. I want to get your thoughts on that. Do you think the people overreacted just because of the climate that we're in? Or do you think that, that man shouldn't have did what he did when he when he basically recited the rap lyric. See, here's the thing. I think we live in we in 2023, and we living in a time where we you he's been around. I, I think he's. I want to say he looked like he's in his late 20s. Um, I'm not sure. Well, he when he looked like he's 40, but he like in his oh, 20s. Yeah, he look awful. <laughs> but he's <laughs> so. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. You know, a little heavy set, but you know, I agree. But everybody should, white people should know you can't rap when you use rap lyrics uh, from from a black rapper. You know, you know, you know, is a you know, you're not supposed to say the word out loud. You know what I'm saying? I, I think we all know that. 
I mean, yeah. I subscribe to it. Um, I have some some friends that are white that have used that language around me, and I definitely will look at them and check them because I just don't think it's appropriate. You and I did a show on it. I just right. I, I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, wait, what make you think you can use that? I, and I've noticed our Hispanic brothers and sisters they use that shit more than we do. And I'm like, oh, uh, what are we I, doing over there? Dude, I was at work, and I went up to a guy. I said, hey, did you see three black guys running across, across here? And he and he said, "Oh, I haven't seen any three. And he said the N word, and I'm like, uh, you know, I had a pause, like, excuse me, you like what?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I didn't, you know, not like that, you know, you know, th those, you know, I, I got, you know, I got N words as my friends." I'm like, again, you just said it again, bro. Yeah, I'm like, bro. I so I told him, I said, brother, hey, listen, man, I'm I'm a little old school." I'm a little old school. I, I don't really drive with that word. He said, he said, I got you. I'm not, not trying to respectful, but yeah, I, I haven't seen any uh, black people. On. I said, like, what? No, <laughs> I drove away. Like, you probably shaking your head. Like, what are we doing out here? I didn't, didn't, that word is so derogatory. You know, I, I don't claim, I, you know, I get people out here, yeah, we take them. But they want to take as, power. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't jive. I've actually never heard you use the word. I don't. I don't, I don't use it. I get other yeah. words I use, but I don't use that word. <laughs> it's, it's such a. It's such a. It's such a derogatory word for my ancestors on how they was used. You know, treated by being yeah. called that. You know, I. I. I just don't like it. It's. It's. A, it's a bad word. But uh, let's be honest. Now that you know, we. We. We not just. That's not just going to be for 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 black people now. You know, you you know, if it's a derogatory word, it's for derogatory for everybody. You, you're just gonna call just that. that that's word just only for black people. No, no. But you know, long story short, I just don't like the word. But here's the thing, man. He know better than that to use that to you, you on social media or or recording the show or whatever the case may be. You rap, get the rap, you rapping the lyric, and you gonna say the word. Say, so, bro, you know better than that, man. You know better. And this is my thing. I think he was Man. being cute. I think he was being cute, Jules. Okay. Okay. Think about it. You knew that this was going to cause a shitstorm. Well, and yes. you still do it. Right. I mean, you and I like rap. I remember mm -hmm. we did a rap show in here season one, and we muted and censored ourselves when it came to that word. Mm -hmm. We black people. You don't give us the same respect when they come to the I don't give a fuck if it is. I don't care how much you like rap music. Don't say that shit in our presence. It's very simple. It's right. That's what I'm saying. We all should know that by now. And I've had Cash Jewels of like, but bro, I don't think he meant anything by it. I don't give a fuck what he meant by it. He still said the shit. And I feel like when I watched the clip and when he said it, he knew immediately, like, oh, I fucked up. Like, why even put yourself? What was even the point of even reading this shit out? Right. Like, what was the point of that? Right. Man, you got fired. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, come on, man. We all know better, man. That's what I'm like, dude. I know it's a raunchy, you know, you know, ball bar stool. They they known for controversy and being pro, pro, provocative and all that stuff, right? You know, pushing the, you know, pushing it to the edge and but still. No, you you got and what you did, man, you just you took it, took it too far. No, you took he, too far because people people don't like, did. you know. There's people. There's there's a group. There's 
certain individual people, there's a group of people that take offense to things like that. And, and I'm one of them, and I don't, I don't play like that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if people were, if, and I say this all the time, Jules, but if people understood history better, I think they would understand probably why people feel the way that they feel about a lot of things, right? But I think that because people don't understand history, because some history wasn't taught in school, and we know what I'm referring to when I say that. Our history wasn't told. There's a lot of people walking around out here that don't understand, so they can't understand you when you're telling them, like, you're offending me. And I'm sick and damn tired of having to explain to people that don't look like me why people that look like me are upset about stuff. Right. Or why we take things a certain kind of way. Like, right. I'm sick and tired of feeling disrespected. I'm like, I had to learn your ways. I had to learn your customs. I had to learn the, the things that matter to you. But yeah, you don't do that for me. It's frustrating. And it's, and it's damn, it's tiring. Like, during 2020, Jules, we did a lot of shows where we were trying to educate. I feel like mm -hmm. we did a damn good job for almost yes, a sir. year of trying mm -hmm. to educate people. See, that's the another part of why there's so much hatred out here, man, because there's people out here that are ignorant. Right. When you're ignorant, then you don't know better and you don't do better. See, Jules, you are not the type of people, man. We don't fucking open up our mouths and have an opinion about something unless it's an educated opinion. Mm -hmm. You can't speak on something that you don't know nothing about. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's true. That's absolutely true because uh, uh, when somebody don't know something, then it's hard for them to speak up. But let's say if they try to speak on it, then they don't know how to articulate it and, 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 and understand the other person. So we'll take this cat from on Barstool. Let's just say, I'm just speculating. Let's just say he... You know, he went, he he rapped, he, he said somebody lyrics and used the N-word. And think nothing's wrong with it. Think nothing's wrong with it. This dude is obviously ignorant. He's obviously ignorant. Okay. Don't know. Okay. But there's a chance for you to to understand what's the problem when, when he get, when he got fired to understand, hey, you offend people by saying saying that word. I mean, and it's, and it's not it's, about the intent. It's, it's just right. About what happened? It's, what it's about said. right. It's that's understanding. Now, now, press here. Hey, man, check this out. I'm a type of person. I don't hug grudges. You apologize, hell, brother. I I've been forgive you years ago. But if he's really sincere, really apologizing and, and sorry, okay, okay, all right. But bro, we have to have an understanding. Man, we all fall short of something. We all have done something that, you know, is, you know, somebody else was offended by and didn't mean. But, you know, you just gotta be, man, cats just gotta be. My thing is you just gotta, you know, people just gotta care about the other person. It's like put yourself in the other person's shoes. That's all. That's I mean. That's just put yourself in another person's shoes. You know, you sit up here, you got a list you're about to read, uh, and you got the N words on there. I know you read it before, before you start filming. I know you looked at it and it said, okay, some words on here. There's some words on here. That's a little controversial. I bet you, Press, he was like, hmm. I bet you it, it was in his mind for a second, like, hey, should, should I say this? Yeah. 
First of all, I just don't know where he was going with it. Like, right. what's what's the point of that? You know, like I like I said, you and I and and, and Novak, we we muted ourselves. Uh huh. This man can't do that. <laughs> Come on. What was right. the point of that whole thing? And then you had people that were coming up to me because they know how I feel about Barstool. And they're like, they're like, well, do you think the, the what well, they said? Do you think the punishment fit the crime? They're like, don't you feel like he should have gotten fired? And I said, well, if you're dumb enough to do that shit in this climate, you should right. lose, you, you should lose your job. Right. You know, I, you know, like I'm no square or nothing, but I could. <laughs> Could have been a suspension, yeah, or whatever. But you know, like you said, you added, man, it's twenty twenty three. Yeah, it's different. It's different. You should know. Well, I'll tell you what. Okay, I'm gonna scrap all that. What I said with that brother, with with that cat deer right there. Listen, that that goes to show you, white people, if you're gonna read, if you're gonna rap some a black person's lyrics and get the n word, don't say it. Yeah, don't I, get caught up in the that, music. Don't get caught up in the music. That's all right. I can say. Right. I mean, we'll just we'll dress it like that there. And you know what? There's times that even when <laughs> I rap alone, you know, because I can't say that I haven't used the word because I haven't in in, in, the, in the past. I definitely uh-huh. have made a more conscious effort not to. Uh-huh. You know, just because like I when we did our episode, I told the audience, I said, you know, when I was using the word, I was ignorant because I called myself bringing power to the word, but it's still a vile word. I don't care mm-hmm. what variation of the word you use. Mm-hmm. It just, we know the history of the N-word, and we know why it was utilized, right? right? It was used to put down a whole entire race of people to make them feel like they're nothing. So it's the most vile word in the English language. So for me, I don't feel bad for this man that he lost his job. You should have used better judgment. I'm not going to sit up here and say that I've never made a mistake, but sorry, if I do something in my workplace that is a bad reflection of my company, then they have every right to do what they need to do. And I know, Jules, everybody throws out the free speech, but, man, we can't use free speech on everything. Freedom of speech doesn't apply to hate speech, and we've talked about that before. I wish we could ban it. Mm. I know we can't. I know we can't, but I wish we could just ban the word. Nobody can use it. But I know, you know, like, like you said, Prez, we got freedom of speech. So I know that's going to be like, eh, you can't infringe on our, you know, our, you know, but okay, I get it. But that's how much the better it is, where it's like, oof. I, I be, uh, sometimes if I work out at the gym in my station and, you know, I listen to music and rap and stuff like that, I get the uh, edited version. Mm, okay. I, I play the edited version. So I won't, uh, you know, because it's, you know, I'm in a uh, department where it's with culturally diverse uh, officers, you know, white, Hispanics, black, Asians, Middle East, uh, 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 Arabics, you know. And just, just to be, you know, a professional and, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I'm playing music and, you, you know, you got the supervisor and the other people walking past and you hear, you know, you know, you, you know, you know, type of stuff we listen to prayers, you know, just to get you amped and get you through the workout, you know, just to be a little professional, you know, so. So, Jules, you know, another thing that just like kind of just popped up in my head when we were kind of talking through this, I know there's, um, there's a segment of our population that have this whole idea basically about calling people that 
want to hold folks accountable, they call them like the woke mob, right? And hmm. when this situation happened with the guy using the N-word and getting fired, they basically were saying, well, it's because of the woke mob, like in the cancel culture and this and that. And you know how you and I both feel about the cancel culture. I don't necessarily agree with right. mm-hmm. that. However, I don't think that there's anything wrong with holding people accountable, like you and I have already talked about. But when you think about that whole ideology of people talking about the woke mob, that's just yet another example of the division that you and I talk about that exists on social media. And that's why people get so riled up. And that's why we have so many people at opposition with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Press, that's another thing that you had. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, that we had. Uh, that's another thing that we can add into the mix. Uh, and that woke mob is, is aggressive. I mean, it, it was a time, Press, that two people can, can come together, have difference of opinion, still chop it up and be cool. But like you said, with the, with a woke mob, a woke mob is coming after it's like, it's coming after your livelihood, your life in a way. But then, they, they, then you form, then that's how you form other types of of mobs. You know what I'm saying? So, and then also it depends on what kind of who, what kind of party is is kind of running this 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 mob. Because if it's a mob where they will take transgender. Or, you know, we'll take transgender for 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 example. If you say anything negative, or see, or if you say anything about transgender, or uh, not saying you're not necessarily talking bad about them, but you saying you just don't you just don't rock rock with them like that, then you'll be labeled as transphobic. And then if you're in some type of uh, position where they'll come after your your job or or you know attack you socially on the uh, social media and and that's and people see that and say you know hey that's a problem because you know that person has a, an opinion too um so yeah that's it i mean i mean again prayers that's another that's another good good example or a good uh some good uh you know saying something that uh another the reason why the world it is the way it is now you know well, so you you brought up something about where, where it comes with the trans community, and there's the whole mm. debate that's been going on about whether trans athletes should mm. be competing, right. so whether it's um, a biological man that right. has transitioned to a woman who's competing against women in sports, well, there are certain states that are trying to ban it, right? And right. I know Brittany Griner, she came out and said that she feels like that's a crime. Now you have the opposing sides, and everybody's going at each exactly. other and then just in general why people are so upset i mean i prayers i here's my here's my take of it okay so Brittany grinder who's who's a great basketball player come out say it's a crime i don't you know i, don't, I wouldn't go you know go that far with it but i mean <laughs> my, my, i mean my thing is you have to look at it perspective you, you got to look at this thing to what it is you know for what it is okay you have a you have a man who's transitioned to a female, but that doesn't change the body into like a female body. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can add you can add add you know chest and booty and all that stuff, but still, you still make up. You know, you know, make up stuff. Well, man, what was that? 
Uh, no, I, I just mean like your biological makeup. Right, of, right. Of, yeah. of, you, of you, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so we'll take that. We'll take the swimmer, uh, Leah Thomas. Sure. Thomas. We'll take mm-hmm. the swimmer. Okay. Ranked, I don't know what, like trash. Y- yeah, yeah. Right, right, right there. But transition, you know, transitioning came to women's sports, women's swimming, and it's number one. Mm-hmm. That's a little, I, I, I would say it's a little unfair. I would say it's unfair. I mean, that's just me. I'm not, not I mean, listen, I'm not. Yeah, I'm but not, you're not being hateful. That's just your Yeah, I'm not being hateful. People. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not being hateful about it. But I'm just saying, let's look at this thing. Let's look at totality of circumstances. I mean, you still you still got the the bone density, the the muscle, the mm-hmm. the, the the height. The, you know, I mean, just like the uh, just like the MMA fighter who transitioned to a woman, yes, and cracked the cracked the woman's skull in a fight. I mean, I mean, I would say it's unfair. You know, I. Well, this is this is my thing, and I'm not even trying to be a jerk here, but Brittany Griner, listen, we have stood up for her on this show on many of occasions, but I will say this on this, Brittany, I'll say this on, on what she said, Jules. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily know if I feel like it's a crime, but if Brittany feels that same kind of way, then she should join the NBA. Play, play in the NBA, play against LeBron, play against Giannis, play against Embiid, because if you think that that's fair, it's not going to be fair to her. I know she's 6'9", whatever she may weigh, but it's levels to this thing. And that's my only reason why I don't think that we should be allowing trans transitioning people to be playing in a different sport. I just, I mean, on, on a different gender-based right. sport. Right. I just don't think it's fair. Now, I'm not transphobic, and I'm not even going to go as far as to say they think she should have their own league because I feel like that's ignorant. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I just think that because of all the things that you said, Jules, with the body composition and your makeup and genetics, it just, it's not fair. Right. Imagine if that was your kid. I used the example a long time ago on the show. Your kid's been training their ass off for their whole life. And then a, a, a guy, biological man, transitions to a woman. Now that person beats your kid. You're not going to feel good about that. No. I wouldn't. No. No, no, it's just it's it's just not yeah, it's just not fair. It's not fair. I haven't heard. I have to look it up, but I haven't heard from a a a, a, a female transition to a male and then join a a male sport. It might be some cases out there, but I'm not we sure. We need to do some research because I don't right. want to say for sure because maybe right. there is, but I've heard of more it the is. other way. Right. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then it's like okay. You know, surely put, man, it's just it's just not fair. It's just not fair because you have they have advantages. Let's be honest. I, you, I know they talk about where they must take some type of hormone type therapy for a year before they compete in this sport, but still. Yeah, but you still you got see, a whole lifetime right. that you've been lifting and your body's developed Dude. differently. You know, Dude, so you see, you see Leah Thomas? Yes. I mean, Huge, <laughs> and not but, to mention, not to mention oh, your height and wingspan, your arm length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leah Thomas was kind of built like Michael Phelps. Yeah, going against 
women. So, so and, and I feel like the trans community, like, I feel like there's a lot that's, that's not understood. And again, why I was saying earlier, we all have to educate ourselves because I've even had to educate myself, Jules, because I don't want to be a person out here being ignorant, spewing stupid thoughts and, and not being, or being a part of the, of the problem. But I feel like this topic is just a, yet another thing that people have to fight about. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, we got so much going on in this world right now. Do we really need governments to be banning trans athletes from competing in sports? I feel like we have a major problem with fucking violence in this country, with guns and shit. They ain't doing nothing about that, but they focus on taking books out of school and all kinds of other shit that don't matter. And, that, and that's the thing, Jules, it, it, it infuriates me because I'm like, where is our focus? Our focus is in the wrong places. Even though I may not understand, you know, the situation with the athletes wanting to play and, and whatever, uh, fine, whatever. If that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Just my opinion, I don't think it's fair. But I still right. think that as politicians, the focus needs to be on real things. Right. To me, that ain't a real issue. I just feel like people are just out here now arguing. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody goes on one side or the other side. There's no, well, I don't really understand. I want to understand more. No, it's just like, no, it's wrong. And the person over here is like, well, you're not an ally. It's like, well, shit, maybe we're both wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, let's let's have a, well, let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's talk about it. Here's, I'm going to listen to what you have to say about it, why you say it's cool. Trying to say and, and just hear me out and say why I think it's not cool. And then maybe, maybe we are, we can understand each other and be like, okay. Maybe I could maybe you can persuade me, like, oh, okay, cool. Or maybe I can persuade you and you'd be like, Jules, I see what you're talking about. But one thing we're not gonna we're not we are definitely not gonna resolve anything or come together when we both pending, you know, we both not agreeing and just staying on our own side and just not talking to one another. I think everybody loses that way. And yeah, they do. You know what I'm saying? And we have came, we have, we are, we came far from where we can talk things out and hash things out. And now we're in the stage where nobody wants to listen to I'm right and he's right or whatever. You know, and it's like, okay, wait a minute. There's validity on both sides, maybe on certain situations, but you know certain things man we all have different opinions and views and you know and 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 maybe as a conversation we can understand one another that's all that's all this is, is, is this should be about it's about understanding one another and that's where we're missing we're not understanding one another we don't want to understand we're not. we don't you know? understand you know another reason why i'm like just not for the government getting involved in stuff like this because you know how uh -huh. i get with this type of stuff uh -huh. because then what's next are we going to start examining people before they compete in sports to see what their fucking sexual genitalia is? That's the thing. It's like, when you put stuff out here like this, how are you going to fucking manage that shit? You're going right. to be doing these weird-ass examinations on people? Like, see, we we opening too much stuff up, and that's when I start getting uncomfortable. Right. It's a Pandora's box. Right. Thank you. It's a Pandora's box. You open this thing up, and then <laughs> the sky's the limit after that point. It's like, yeah. okay, what about this? Or why don't we do this? And then it's like, no, like, Prince, I, I agree with you more. Mass shootings. Like, we just had a situation in Texas. 
these things continue to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to the point, man, where I'm just tired of talking about the same shit because two days from now is going to be another one. And I feel like we've become so desensitized to the shit where we don't even blink anymore. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, we were swiping, we were swiping right when, when you see it come up on your phone. Oh, yeah. Another mass shooting in Arkansas. You know, six dead, six dead, seven wounded. Suspect killed himself. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just look at it. Okay, whatever. But, right. It, 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 I, I feel, me personally, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I feel you got to have, you have these things. Politicians have these things to throw the, throw the, throw the people off. Have you looking, looking this way, why other stuff is going on that needs to be, be addressed? You know, which, if so, if so, shame on them. But I mean, like this right here, had to have the, the the college or high school, wherever the case may be, you know, make the decision on that, move with, move on with it. The the politicians, all right, let's focus on let's focus on things, let's focus on uh, stuff in America. You got the you know people coming across the border. You got Ukraine. You got the homelessness. You got you know they need to if you have to raise the debt for the ceiling or you know, the people not going to get paid or wherever the case may be, man. Let's let's focus on focus on you know. Things that, that that can help us here. Yeah, and like I said, whatever they need to do to handle these mass shootings, you know, yes. I say I don't know what that equals. Uh, helping with mental health, um, opening up more facilities. I feel like companies need to be offering free mental health evaluations for their employees. Like there's so much that we could do as a country. And I feel like the United States, they we try to build ourselves as this superpower, but I don't see it. I see all these other countries that do so much for their people. Meanwhile, people in this country are working two or three jobs to try to provide for their families, but they're not living. All they're doing is working to the grave. Right. That's not life. No. No. no it's, it's just it's, it's just when you look at it, Jules, it's just like, that's probably another reason why people are angry, because people probably just feel like, well, fuck. <laughs> well, what's the point of it all? I ain't gonna have shit. And that's the thing where I was trying to express last week that some people have given up hope. And that's the most dangerous shit ever because when somebody gives up, Jules, that's your biggest threat. Oh, yeah. They're, they're unpredictable. That's the thing. They're unpredictable. You don't know what, you don't know what, what angle they're coming. Hmm. I don't know, Fred. I don't know. But I, I tell you one thing, Jules. It, it's one of those situations that I just really... I really hope for our sake and for our future generation's sake that we figure this out, that we figure this out and figure out what's really important in the grand scheme of things. And I think that we all, as a, as a collective people, we need to stop arguing about shit that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because the world that we have today, like Jules, you you described it perfectly when you said powder keg. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Everything's combustible. You know, you got to be careful where you're doing a U-turn at. You got to be careful where you're turning in at. You got to mm-hmm. be careful what doorbell you ring. Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? What's next? An Uber driver delivers, uh, your Uber each de- delivery goes to the wrong place and they shooting a damn delivery driver? Come on now. Right. Like, why are people so on edge like that? Who coming in your house to try to do something to you? They ringing your doorbell. How's a nine-year-old kid a threat? 
See, that's a, that, those are the questions. Those are the things that I need people to talk about. I need more conversations like that and less on some of the other things that I see on social media or people are arguing about. You got people on social media that's arguing about why do black men date and marry white women? Black men that do that, they're right. a problem. Right. It's just all these things that just distract. And I'm just like, it's come all, on now. Right, it's all fluff. Right. It's all fluff. It's fluff. It's like, really? Oh, okay. Really? Or you'll have these debates where it's men ain't shit and women are having to do everything to, 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 to provide for men and men aren't this and this. I'm like, people don't realize you guys are falling into the trap. They want everybody to be divided. They want people to be against each other. And you just, you just can't fall for the bait. I don't get involved in them conversations because you know what? Somebody started talking that weirdo shit to me. I'm like, you know what? I know my value. I can't speak about other men. I know right. what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I know how I'm coming. So, <laughs> speaking, you know what I mean? Yeah, speaking of what's bringing to the table, you know, there's a few few uh, people I heard talk about what Steve Harvey has said about uh, men saying oh, yeah. what the women bring to the table. Yep. <laughs> he kind of got on the men because, you know, and I didn't even listen to it, though. But I just hear people talking about, you know, Steve Harvey selling out the men or something like that. Well, he'd been doing that if you, if you, if you, if you, right. if you, if you want my honest opinion, when he wrote that book, <laughs> he'd been sold us out. He, he thinks that he's like some guy that's giving women all this, this advice, but bro, you've been divorced. Yeah, and we've seen your ex-wife and what she did to you. So how are you an authority on anything <laughs> about a relationship, personally? <laughs> yeah. But it goes to, it, it speaks to what you say. Like, it, yeah, something like that. People are talking about that, you know, and it's like, no, nah, man, we we need to tackle this mass shooting. Thank you. We we need to tackle uh, homelessness. Homelessness, dude. I, and I'm sure you I, see it every day when you're patrolling around because I see it every time I come back in this city, bro, I'm like, dude, why the fuck do we got so many homeless people here? Yeah. Man? Yeah. I, matter of fact, I came across a guy, uh, Couple days ago, I was working. You know, they called. He was laid out in the laundromat, and you know, you know, we get there. You know, he was just, you know, he had his shoes off. He had he was laying on the bench, laying down with his socks, his feet up. He had yellow socks on. I'm like, that dude man was real comfortable. I was like, uh, I said, yeah, bro. I said, you all right? Is uh, uh, are you washing you any clothes in? He said, no, I'm homeless. I don't have no place to go. I said, okay. I said, well. In order for you to be up in here, you got to, you know, use the facilities. So they, the guys, the person who own there, don't want you up in here because, you know, probably scaring the customers. Here, you know, like, come on. He said, but I ain't got no place to go. I, I get it. I get it. We can take it to the police station or the hospital. Can't I mean, be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Can't, can't be up in here. Now, unless you get some clothes you want to wash. But, you know, so. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, we come across homeless people just, you know, because we, we have it where. You know, people can go up to the uh, to the station, call for human services. They'll come pick them up, see if they, you know, have any locations for them or anything like that. So, man, we come across homeless all the time. Now we're getting the, the people coming from Venezuela and Mexico, you know, they're in the stations now. So it's 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 a lot, Press. It's a lot. And, I mean, I've even seen it, like, say, for instance, when I've been in San Francisco where, you know, that oh, yeah. population, it, it's oh, just yeah. – it doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in. I mean, you you could be in the, the ritzy 
financial business district and it's homeless people all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm saying. It's like we have so many issues in this country that we're not addressing. Again, mental illness. Mental health is so important, man. So important. You know what I'm saying? Jules, you talked about your friend that's no longer with us. And, and, and my condolences once again to you and his family because it's not easy, man. But I just wish that there was a better focus in this country on helping people that are hurting, man, because so many people in this world right now are suffering in silence, and they shouldn't be. Yes. Yeah, man, appreciate your prayers. I mean, that was one of the things that just, you know, just shake your head. Oh, man, why? But that's a, um, but that's another, that's another thing to, to address suicides. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another thing. I mean, that's that I would say to take presence over sort of things that are being talked about today to is getting a lot more attention than homelessness or or jobs or suicides and stuff. So I mean I just think we have a bad we have a battery of issues and problems in this country, and I think we need to focus on those and not the stupidity of what Steve Harvey is putting out there. Uh-huh. Man, you know, he's just trying to stay relevant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people dying. I'm sitting up here just, I'm sitting up here just thinking. I'm thinking while we're talking, and I'm just like, wow. (laughs) You know, I'm just shaking my head. Like, it is a lot of stuff that's going on out here, Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's hard. It's hard, man. Mm -hmm. It's like this hard living. And that's a part of why people are probably so damn mad and angry. But that's why you got to have balance in this life. That's why you got to have balance in your life. You got to have a good support system around you to to pick you up and to fill you up when you got nothing left. Right. Right. Because that's the key, Jules, because with you, you got outlets. Uh huh. That's it. It, that's important. That's it, there, man. It's impossible to 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 juggle this by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's impossible because I'm putting myself. I'm thinking outside the box and put myself. If I didn't have this support system, if I wasn't God fearing, if I didn't have mm. Jesus and stuff like, and, and, you know, people who I surrounded myself that are positive. You see the suicide. You see people like people commit suicide. You see how people are angry and this, dude. It's this life is is this life is hard. Mm-hmm. Hell's hard with the support system. You ain't won. <laughs> Shit, man. You ain't won. But at least you get hope. Some of these people don't have hope out here. In the world, and, that, and, and that's know. what I was trying to convey last week, Jules, is that when you don't have hope, when you don't see a path, all you know is destruction and fucking evil. Mm-hmm. But we need to show people that's like, no, <laughs> that's not the only way. To people out here that are suffering and they're not saying anything because they don't want to be a burden. Be a burden. Right. Hell. I promise you, people want to know. We say that all the time. Anybody that I know personally that's listening to this show, shit, if there's something going on with you right now, I want to know. I don't give a fuck how busy I am. Because I'd much rather have that phone call than to get the other. I would have done. I would have done everything for, for my man, John, to say, hey, Jay, Jules, man, I'm going through something. But no, he he, he left. 
And unfortunately, he left where I was working and and he stayed in the, the, the neighborhood where my district is in. And I had to go see, I, I, I went to go see him, Chris. He was in his car, but I couldn't walk up to the car. Mm. I just wish he had to say something. I was I was talking to him two days ago before he 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 committed that act before he committed it you know and we would you know we always walk around and we call ourselves the Wolf Pack off NWO because we always talk about wrestling and and we always you know all little group and we the handshake and we <laughs> man. And I just wish he, I, like, like you said, that that that, that one call. I wish you the burden. I wish you, Jay. Hey, man, this was going on. We'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. We can deal with it now. Yeah. We can deal with it now. It's over. But you know, it, you know, it's it's messed up, man. And that's why this life is so precious, Jules. And that's why, like I told you earlier, and that's why I told the artists earlier. I don't take the show for granted. Mm-hmm. I don't take this man for granted. I don't take the people in my close circle for granted, man, because without those people, man, all the things that people are like, oh, man, Prince is doing this and Prince is doing that. I'm not doing that on my own. Just because you're having a, a, a small level of success, you got to look at the people around you that are helping pour into you that are that are fueling that success. The motivation that you get from people. The people that listen to you, the shit, the people that support the shit. Like, that's the thing is like, we're not in this journey of life alone. No, no. Mm -mm. And I just want people to just remember that. While we're so busy with our head down and and trying to focus on getting to the top, man, you better take a moment and smell the motherfucking coffee. Smell the roses around you. Coffee do smell good, though. But, listen, but, but, but y'all listen to this show. Drink your drink your tomato coffee. Please order yes. it and drink it. Yes. <laughs> I like that. But it smells good. It does smell good. Oh man. I don't know, Jules. I mean, this this show right here, man, this was something, and, and that's the thing. Coming off of last week's episode, coming into this week, I just felt like, man, there was so much that we need to say today. And I'm glad that we addressed a lot of the topics that are going on right now because mm-hmm. I feel like while you and I may not understand the things with trans and, and, and the spreads, right. that's not the top of my fucking list of things that I'm focused on right now. No. No. And that's what I want people to realize. You know what really matters to me? Is people being able to provide for their families and our government making it easier for people to do so. Not taxing us to fucking Poverty. Oh man, there's it, it, so many that. people, Jules. That I look at them and they tell me about their property taxes being assessed the way that they are. What is going on out here? Do you want people to be homeless? Do you want people to lose their homes? Ooh, say that. But what are we doing? Man, say that, press, because that—that's <laughs> man. Yeah, keep keep can't keep uh, you know, the middle class can't keep. Raising taxes and what middle class, right? It's it's just a society of rich and poor. If you keep doing it, that is exactly right. Rich and middle and class. Poor. It used to be a middle class, right? 
Shit, you have got, and have you got not. The, that's right. You got the rich and then the people that are in debt trying to fucking act like they're middle class. There's no true middle class. The middle class are the people that are riddled with all the debt because the middle class is responsible for propping up the economy and, and keeping this country going. Right. The workhorse. Thank you. The workhorse. But then you, you know, you give uh you give leniency to the one percenters or the rich or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. but tax tax us at uh tax the middle class at a higher 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 percentage rate. And it's like, man, hell I'm paycheck to paycheck now. <laughs> Yeah, man, the game is rigged. The game is rigged. But I think when yeah. we had this episode today, audience, we started out by asking these questions. Why is the world, why is the world the way it is? Why are people so mad? But I feel like by Jules and I having this conversation, we can uncover some reasons why people potentially are so upset and mad. But what I will say, though, what I will say, Jules, for anybody right now that's feeling down and out about whatever their personal situation is, whether it's Mentally, spiritually, financially, whatever. There's always a way out. There's always someone that's willing to listen. There's always someone that's willing to lend a hand. There's so many people out here, man, in this world that when I see people pass on and you hear some of the best tributes and some of the best spoken words ever. But then I wonder, do these people know that the person, do, do these people know that people feel that way about them in the real life while they're here? Because I feel like the only time that you hear how people, how you, I feel like the only time you hear how you've impacted somebody's life, Jules, is when you're getting married and when you die. That's not enough. We got to give people their flowers while they're here. I want people in my life to know how important they are to me. I don't want to just be saying that shit to your box. You're not there no more. You need to know how people, people need to know how you've impacted them. And I think that if we put more of a focus, Jules, on a kind word, a kind gesture, I think that'll go a long way, man, with softening up some people's hearts. Because you never know what people are walking around here carrying, right? People are here trying to carry the, the burdens of the world on their shoulder. You never know what people are feeling and thinking. I think we can just start, man, by being kind and just bringing kindness back, man. It it takes you nothing to be kind. It takes you nothing but a second to ask somebody how they're doing and genuinely uh, want to know how they're doing and wait for the reply. Don't just do it just because it's something to do. So we just need to get back to the basics in life. And people, if you need the assistance, if you need the resources, please go get them. You know, Jules and I talk about this all the time, but... It's sad when people don't get the help and then they make their problems innocent people's problems. Don't be that person. Jules, go to hit up with that curtain call, bro. Whereas this curtain call goes out to Chicago Youth Center. The CYC is the place where possibility lives for more than 1,500 Chicago children each year. Through CYC's early learning, after school, and summer programs, youth ages from 15 months to 18 years old find joy in learning, grow socially and emotionally, and build skills for the jobs of tomorrow. CYC envisioned a Chicago where every child has the resources, experience, and mentors they need to imagine and build bright futures. CYC, President I and Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast family would like to salute you, and we appreciate all your hard work. Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call. Hey, audience, as always, 
you know, our curtain calls are designed just for you guys to know different organizations here in the local area where you can make an impact. We appreciate you continue supporting the platform. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pull Them Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening.